Amen. It's a good day to um, come together and to proclaim. And we just pray for all those who are traveling that they just, that you just give them safe travels, Father God. We thank you for that, Lord. You know, I, um, this week I just was thinking about how things are these days. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, I think we live in America in some unprecedented times that we've never seen before, and that's the attack against truth, the truth of God's word. I mean, it's been there, but I think it's more prevalent and people are more bold about it and, and, and than it's ever been. And I, I was brought to a scripture you, you know, my sermon this morning is Stand Firm, and I could have chose several different titles for that, but I, I want you to understand what I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about standing firm in what you believe. Standing firm in what you believe. I, um, think about all the things that um, I've seen other people go through. I have friends, and I, and I see what what we go through, and you know, probably here in America right now, our biggest thing is going through mental stuff and, and stuff that comes against us and, and people that say things and we don't, we don't see a lot of physical things, but I wanna say that we're, we're gonna go back in the New Testament times and um, we're going to be in 2 Timothy. So I want, to, I want to just read 2 Timothy 4, 1 and 2, and I'm going to be reading now the King James. It says, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. And Paul's speaking to Timothy. He says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, Repute, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering, and doctrine. In the New Living, that second verse says, preach the word of God, be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not, patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. And in the Amplified, that encourage part says, encourage those who are growing towards maturity. So he's telling him to stand strong. He's telling him to preach the word don't vary from what God's word says. He's telling them to do it in season out. We'll talk about that. But the first thing is, he said, preach the word. In the uh, Passion Translation, it says, proclaim the word. Um, I'll just read that second verse to you. It says, proclaim the word of God, stand upon it no matter what. Rise to the occasion and preach when it is convenient and when it is not. Preach in the full expression of the Holy Spirit with wisdom and patience as you instruct and teach the people. So the first one he's saying is, in the King James, he says, be instant. Well, you know, I like to know what, you know, words stand for and what they mean. In the Greek, that word is ephistime, and it means to stand upon, stand by, be present, and be at hand. So he's saying be instant. In other words, Stand upon, stand by, be present, and be at hand. So he's saying take a firm stand or take a hard position. In other words, dig in. 
Decide that you're going to keep your position. You're going to keep your position in what you believe. And when you believe on the word of God, you're going to stand on that. You're not going to be changed. You're not going to be pushed down. So we have all kinds of things coming at us. And well, and, it, and there's that um, tainting of the word of God. Well, you know, uh, he, he really didn't mean that. He really loves you and God does love you. But there are things that the word specifically states that this is what the word says. And no matter what we as human beings and in the flesh, we want to go this way or go that way or do this, but it, it must line up with what God's word says. So in other words, dig in, decide that you're going to keep your position and what you believe. Amen. I'm going to keep your position and what you believe. And another translation, it says, stay at your post. Well, what is stay at your post? You know, in the military, soldiers are given a position or they're given a post. Those that are guards, that's your post. Kind of if you look at that picture, we all know about those guys. If you've ever watched and looked, those guys don't flinch. They don't do anything. It don't matter if you go in front of their face or what you do. They, they're like this. They stay at their post. They don't move. And that's the way we should be. See, Timothy's post was a pastor. So Paul's writing to him. He said, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's encouraged him, stay at your post. And why? Because at that time in Ephesus, that's where his church was. You know, that was the Roman political province. That was the Roman political power. And Christians were purged. They were made examples of by the government. And what their intention was, they wanted to scare the Christians or, or throw them off balance. And they wanted to scare them into leaving their faith. And to go back into the pagan temples. And you know what happened? Many died. Many died. Men stood their ground and they died. But unfortunately, there were others that returned to the pagan temples. They were tainted. They were able to move back into their old ways just to save their lives. And Timothy was not only dealing with this. You know, Timothy's like, I'm I got to preach the word and I got to deal with these people that are moving away and these people that are doing that. But he also had, we won't go into that, but he also had rebellion in his leadership. So it was, he, where he was at was a mess, as we would say today, right? But Paul's saying, Timothy, I, I know what you're going through, but I'm going to encourage you, stay your post. Stand your ground. Stay firm. Don't be moved. Don't be wavered. Don't be um, um, pulled away from what God has called you to do. And you know what? It goes for each one of us. We're not all pastors, but we all have a, what God has called us to do. We have our position in him and we are to stay there. We are not let anything. You know, we don't need to be afraid of anything we have to stand for what we can't compromise. Unfortunately, we see that these days a lot, but we cannot compromise what God's word says. We must stay at our post. We must stand 
firm. And then verse three through five in 2 Timothy 4 in the King James says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. So what he's saying, I want you to stand strong because there's going to be a time coming when they won't want to hear the word. They won't want to hear sound doctrine. It says, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof, make full proof of the ministry, of your ministry, basically is what he's saying. So what he's saying is, they're going to, people are not going to want to hear the word. They're going to be people in your own midst and in your own congregation, the Christians in your place. They're not, they're going to want to listen to something that tickles their ears, makes them feel good, just feel good. And he said, don't back off from what the truth is. Don't back off from what God's word says. Don't back off from, okay, well, we'll allow this because it's okay. But it's not. So he's telling him to um, endure all kinds of afflictions. In other words, all kinds of things that we thrown against him, all kinds of things that will be said against him, even in his church, in his congregation at that time. There will be those that will throw things at him that will say, well, you know what? And, and you know, we said Timothy's a pastor, but he also said, do the work of an evangelist. Other words, testify to what God has done. Bring people to the Lord. You know, I think in any position God has us, we're all should be evangelists, right? We should all reach out to people. And I think God can give us wisdom, which I know he can. I just don't think it. He can give us wisdom in that and guidance. Second Timothy, I want to do uh, 4.2 and amplify the first part that I'll say 2A. Because I want you to hear this. Right? It says, preach the word as an official messenger. In other words, I've, God has set you apart. You're, 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 you have authority in that position that God has put you in. Be ready when the time is right. And even when it is not, keep your sense of urgency. You know, when we lose that sense of urgency, like, man, this is important, this is important, we can tend to slack off. So Paul is telling Timothy, don't lose that. You know, in other words, be ready when the time's right and when it's not. When I tell you to do something, do it whether, whether time feels like right or not. It's time when God, whether everybody's not, you know, it's, it's kind of easy when you, you, you want to speak. And I know as, as, a, as a pastor and, and as preaching and as sharing stuff, it's easy just to share what everybody wants to hear. Because you want everybody to love you, right? Everybody ain't going to love you no matter what you do. I'm sorry. Hate to tell you that. Don't hate to tell you that, but I just want to tell you the truth. So what he's saying is when the time's right and when it's not, it doesn't matter. Keep your sense of urgency. Know that this is important. What God has called you to do is important. The word being taught is very important. So he told him in that verse, he said to be ready in season. So I want to go on. The Greek in that means good, happy, pleasing, or pleasurable. So why would he tell him to be ready and stand firm and stand in your post in that time when, it, when everything's cool, you know, everything's good, everything's, I'm happy, it's pleasing, we're having a good go at this, everybody's loving everybody. 
You know why he said that? Because some, because when everything is in season, everything seems good, it's easy to slack off. Relax. Well, you know what? We don't have to really, you know, I don't really have to do this or say this. Everything's good. Everything's going great. And then we kind of back, well, I don't need to press into God right now because everything's great. Everything feels good. Everybody's happy. Everybody loves me. You know, you know, and you, you can get you can get relaxed in that. And so, what he's telling Timothy, don't relax. Don't don't don't. In other words, keep your guard up. Listen. Keep your eyes open, and make sure that you're pressing in. Don't get too comfortable. You know, that's something we like to do when we come home from work. Some of us get to do that. I know a couple of people that, I don't know if they ever do that. <laughs> they come home, you come home, you want to, you know, and the last couple of weeks for me has not been that at all. And I come home and you want to just like, but then you know you got this and you got that and you got this and you got that and this is going on. This, I went through two big birthday parties the last two weeks that I had to be a part of, or not that I had to be, but I was a part of. I won't say that like bad or something, but so, so it's been busy. So he's saying, you know, no matter what, in season, no matter if everything's going good, still keep your guard up, still stay at your post, still preach the word, still do what's right. Still stand in the anointing and the power and, and, and the, the, the giftings that I have given you and don't back off from it. Stay that way. And then he said, in the out of season time, and that Greek word means the bad times. Now see, in the, in the bad times or in the times when things aren't really going that good and you feel like everything's going against you and you feel like everybody, say if you're a pastor and like him, you feel like everybody out there is against you or mad at you or don't like what you're saying or whatever, you can tend to run from that. Instead of getting relaxed and comfortable, you want to run. You know, I just... You, you, you can tend to get into fear. Well, what am I going to get up there? Let's just kind of give you sometimes, you know, you feel like, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to get up there and say? What is anybody going to listen to me? Because everybody's upset. So uh, should I run from it? Should I, should I back off? Or should I just get up there and sing or something? Or do something different? And it's the same thing wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Uh, say God gives you, has given you a platform at your, your work. And, and things aren't going that great. So you feel like, well, I'll just back off from what I normally say because I don't want everybody to get upset with me. You can't do that. You can't get in fear. You can't run. Don't get upset at God. Well, God, everything ought to be great. You know, I was thinking this morning while we were singing that last song, and I, um, I've been walking with the Lord for 47 years. And I've had seasons. <laughs> Good ones and bad ones and medium ones and in-between ones. And, but you know, one thing I've had to learn to do is to, to, to stand strong 
And when those, time, when those bad times or out of season times come, that's when you need to buckle up. That's when you need to dig deep and stand firm. You know, and there are times when even your friends will come against you. And you're like, I thought they liked me. Even, even those that have stood with you was like, ah, you know, you can't let that, that's when you dig in. Say, Lord, give me, tell me what I need to say. Tell me what I need to do. And he'll give you the right words. So we need to stand firm, stay at our post. I know somebody probably, a lot, a lot of people probably saw that and said, oh, he's going to talk about standing against the thing. I'm talking about standing firm in God's word, being who God's called you, speak it. So I, you know, I got to, you don't have to answer no, anybody here, if you're out there, you, what season are you in? You in a good season, an out of season, an in season, an in between season, what are you in? And you say, well, how can I stand firm? How, how can I do those things? How can I stand firm in the midst of all this? How can I stand, stay at my post? Well, I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And I'll give you some things that, that you can do, that you should do. 2 Timothy 2, chapter 3 through 5, I'll be reading out of the Passion Translation. It says, overcome every form of evil as a victorious soldier of Jesus, the anointed one. Here we go back to the, you know, uh, Paul used a lot of uh, uh, examples of soldiers. He said, for every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of this world so that he may fully satisfy the one who chose him. You know what you have to do? You must realize that there are distractions. And, and, and you also need to identify what those distractions are. What pulls you away from focusing on God? What pulls you away when you're in that in season or that out season? What makes you pull back? What causes you to be distracted from what God has called you to do? You have to realize that there are distractions and you need to identify them. You need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And you know what? And I want to make sure you get this in, in the right meaning, but all distractions aren't bad in themselves bad. In other words, some distractions seem good. They're good things, but they can distract you from what God has called you to do. Maybe it's just a good thing that you want to do and that's okay, but you can't let that pull you away from what God has called you to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, it's a good thing, but it might not be a God thing for you. Amen? You need to make sure that you can determine that. And then it ended up saying an athlete who doesn't play by the rules will never receive the trophy. So remain faithful to God. In other words, he's saying play by the rules. In other words, Follow what God tells you to do. So remain faithful to God. He ends up, remain faithful to God. Don't waver. No matter what happens, remain faithful to God. Don't waver. Don't back off. Stay your ground. Stand firm. Stay at your post. You know, in order to stay at your post, you have to be fully determined 
that that's what you're supposed to be doing. That's where you're supposed to be at. I believe that these soldiers are talking about, I believe that that can stand there at guard like they do, that they're, they have fully decided within themselves that that's what they're supposed to do. And they're so, um, 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 I want to say sold out to it, but you know what I'm saying? They're so uh, confident and they're so trustworthy and they know this. So nothing's going to stop them from doing it. And, you know, I'm sure they have, I would think they have to practice not being distracted. Right? I mean, I'm sure people, you know, there are people that, that do, that will do all kinds of things to try to get those guys distracted. I mean, I'm sure there's people that probably had bets. I bet you I can make them flinch. Right? See, that's what the enemy throws against you. He throws people that, and things that will try to distract you. But you got to stay straight on. They don't move. They go straight on. So what are some things that you need to do? What, what make, helps you? To, first of all, have a strong relationship with God. Pray. Listen to God. Listen to what he says. Meditate on his word. Joshua said meditate on it both day and night. And you'll have success. You'll have success in what God has called you to do because you're meditating on his word. Train your heart to hear his voice. You know, you've heard me say a lot of times, you don't recognize voices you're not used to hearing. And God, most likely, I'm not saying he won't or can't, but he most likely won't speak to you audibly. It's down here in your spirit, man. Because God can do anything he wants to do. So learn to hear him in your heart. Learn to hear, oh, yes, Lord, that's right. Because this, I love this. I want to make a statement. Your faith is firmly grounded through your relationship with God. You want to know where your faith is grounded? It's through your relationship with God. It's through how much time you spend with Him. It's through meditating on His Word. It's through listening to Him. Why well, so I have enough? Your faith is firmly grounded through relationship with God. See, this whole thing is about relationship. It's about, that's the way you're able to stand firm. You're able to stand firm, how? With, with your relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, you don't hear him, you don't understand, you don't know when you need to hear him. So first of all, as I said, you gotta remain faithful to God. You have to have a strong relationship with God. And then you got to have confidence and trust. You got to know who you are in Christ. You got to know that he's there for you. You got to know that he has your best interests at heart. You got to know that he brings you through every situation. Romans 8:37 says, "Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all, for God has made us to be more than conquerors, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything." He demonstrated his love th how through Jesus Christ. When he ex when he sent him on the earth, he, Jesus was uh, was showing 
how much God loved us. Enough to come down and give us an ultimate forever sacrifice. In Hebrews 11, 32 through 34, I'll be reading out of the Amplified. It says, and what more shall I say? For the time will fail me if I tell of Gideon. What he's saying is, you know, I could just talk about this all, but it, it's going to take a lot of time. So I'm just going to mention this. For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who by faith, that is with an enduring trust in God and his promises. So he's saying, this, you know, by faith, he's saying with an enduring trust in God and in his promises. Subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promised blessings, closed the mouth of lions. These are the things that they did. They subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, promised blessings, closed the mouths of lions, extinguished the power of raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, and out of weakness were made strong. So in these situations when it seemed overcoming, overwhelming, they... It, they were made strong and they became mighty and unbeatable in battle, putting enemy forces to flight. So you can put enemy forces to flight, but you got to be like these men. You got to stand strong. You got to every one of them stood their ground. Every one of them stayed at their post. Right. Every one of them stood the ground. Everyone stayed at their post. They became mighty and unbeatable in battle, putting enemy forces to flight. And next, you got to have the boldness to stand. And having boldness, you got to believe enough in what God has called you to do. You got to believe enough in His Word that you're willing to stand. That's where your boldness comes from. People don't be bold that's not sure. So no matter what the consequences, you have to decide to stand. No matter what, you say, well, if I do that, this is what's going to happen. If I do that, this is what's going to happen. You got to be willing to stand. You know what? No matter what the consequences, I have to stay with God's word. I have to stay in line with his word. I have to do what he says. I'm going to take you to Daniel, the sixth chapter, the 10th verse. But, and, and I, you know, you, you, most of you should know the background of this is that the king, the, the, the ones that were against Daniel, they went to the king and said, you need to make a law because there are people that are, are still praying to God. They're not praying to you and, and they need to do this. So it says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, <laughs> he went home and shut the doors and closed them up and said, okay, no. He went home, knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards Jerusalem. So I'm going to do it and I'm not going to hide it because I don't care what the consequences are. He knew what the consequences were going to be. He said, but what I'm going to still do what I'm supposed to do. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. So none of that circumstances, none of that consequences of what could have happened changed what he did. I'm going to keep on doing what I've always done. We need to do that. 
And then in Acts 4, 18 through 20, it says, So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. Never, not, we'll give you three more times. Never, never again. What would you do? What would you do? But Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have heard and seen or seen and heard. So see, these were men of faith. These are men who were grounded in the word. They knew God. They heard his voice. They meditated on his word. They did all those things. They had boldness. And, and they were like, it was almost like, are you ridiculous? Have you lost your mind? Uh, you know, he's, and, and, and I like the way he injected. We cannot stel, stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. We've seen the, ev the, the evidence. We've seen God do this. We know. We've heard him speak. We've heard the word. We know. We know. So it, it was so ingrained in them, so in their spirit, so renewed in their mind that their immediate response, have, are you ridiculous? We can't do this. We'll never stop doing it. In other words, do whatever you got to do, but I'm never going to stop. We as Christians better have that attitude. We need to have that attitude today, right now, all the time. You know, there have been times in my life, and I'm sure in all of your lives, when we would come, maybe not the consequences weren't that bad, not in my life, but we were faced with something that was a pretty big consequence as far as we were concerned. That people come and say, well, if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. And you'd say, well, have you lost your mind? I'm not going to change. I, I, this is what I'm going to do. This is what we're going. This is what God has said to do, and I'm going to do it. You know, when um, I was faced with a challenge, uh, with the challenge of, um, you're going to have to stop, back off of your church stuff, and not do so much. This is before here, uh, because we need you. didn't work I didn't back off and I took a, made it had to make a big choice to go in a different direction thank God I did because here I am today I'm still serving him I'm still standing on his word and I like the way they question do you think I mean this was a question that you know how could they answer that do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him I mean think about that question what if somebody told you that? You'd be like, uh, and they paid consequences for that. So we have to do those things. We have to have, you know, we, we, we have to stand. We have to have boldness to stand. We have to know that no matter what the consequences, we're going to stand for God. You know, one thing that gives, can give you peace in that is that we know what's on the other side of this life. 
So we got nothing to lose, basically. We got everything to gain. Amen? Paul said, you know, to, to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. Well, who, would, who, is, who is a Christian wouldn't want to be there? Right? And I'll give you another thing is remember his salvation. Now, I, I'm going to kind of lead this toward what Jesus did on the cross, but also remember the times that he has saved you in the past from this and that and that. But I want, this is the main thing of that is 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 through 15. As for us, we can't help but thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord. We are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation. So, you know, this is an encouragement to them. You know, we, we thank God for you. He's, he's writing a letter. He's praying for him. He said, you know, we thank God for you. And we, we thank God that you're among the first to experience salvation. A salvation that came how? Through the Spirit. So, who makes you holy and through your belief in truth? He called you to salvation when we told you the good news. Now, I'm going to read some more in a, in a moment, but I, I want to kind of pause there. And, and, and what Paul's saying, remember what Christ did for you. This is a way to be bold. This is a way to stand firm as you remember the salvation that you got through Jesus Christ. You remember the sacrifice he made. You remember what he has done for you. That helps you stand. That helps you stay at your post. And, you know, things in our life change. Circumstances change. Consequences change. Uh, the life around us change. You know, as we grow older, things are different. As our children grow older, things are different. And they, they become old enough to do this or to go here, to, to leave the nest and, you know, Especially mamas don't like that leaving the nest thing. Not easy. It's, it's sometimes hard, right? But you know, just think if you were a bird. Don't they kick them out of the nest at a certain time? <laughs> Fly, buddy. You better get to flopping. Now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ with all these things in mind. All these things. Remember all these things. What Christ has done. Dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. And all these things. In other words, remember all what Christ has done. It says stand firm and keep a strong grip on the teaching we pass on to you both in person and by letter. In other words, the things that you were able to stand in our presence and hear us teach and those things that we have written and sent to you. Stand firm and keep a strong grip. Stand firm and keep a strong grip on the word basically. 
You know, we have to remember that, as I said before, you know, our faith is firmly grounded through our relationship with God, through our relationship with Christ, through our relationship with the word. In other words, we stand strong because of the relationship. And, you know, after sometime after the initial brunt of the consequence, the initial brunt of something that happens, we're able to, you know, keep a steady kill and go on. So some things that we need to do that I don't have on the chart, but one is we, that will help with this is, first of all, resist the enemy. The word says resist the enemy and he'll flee. So we need to resist the enemy. Resist him when he comes to you and says, you know what? It'd be better off if you just compromise. It'd be better off if you just say this so, you know, everybody would be happy around you. You got to be able to resist that. And you got to what? Be able to keep the enemy bound. In other words, once you do that, you, say, you keep him back here and say, you know, don't ever bring that up again because I ain't going to listen. And then you have to advance and go forward. You have to pick it up and go forward. No matter what happens, you pick up and you go forward. We need to stand firm. We need to know how to stay at our post. Stay at what God has called you to do. You know, there are so many times in my life, and there's so many times I'm sure in everyone's life, that you have the opportunity to kind of take a detour or step away from what God has called you to do because you think, you know what, it's just so hard. I'd rather do something easier. And, you know, and, I, and I've heard people, well, you know, I can still serve God. Yeah, you can. But you won't be doing what God has called you to do. So you won't ever be satisfied or happy in it. Stand firm. I want to read this in the King James again. It's just 2 Timothy 4. 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall judge the quick and the dead as the appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. I didn't focus a lot on this, but it says reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. In other words, do all, in other words, um, I think in the, um, was it in the New Living, it says patiently correct. In other words, correct. When someone's wrong, do it, but do it patiently. Don't get all excited. But do it patiently. And I want to read something as I close out is that um, it's from Rick Renner. You know, I, I, I love to listen to stuff. He's, he's a Greek scholar in, in my book. He, he knows. And he, he kind of like, this is my take on this verse. He says, take a firm stand and resolve to stay at your post, your place of responsibility. To me, that kind of adds a little extra to it. That's your responsibility. It's not just what you do. It's your responsibility that God has given you. You know, in a job, you have a responsibility. And whoever you're working for expects you 
to take responsibility. You can't blame it on anybody else. You know, when, you, when you're in a, a management or your boss or something, something happens and, you know, your boss goes, well, I didn't do it. With, it was your responsibility to make sure it was done right. I've had that told to me before. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that, but it's true. So he says, stay at your post, your place of responsibility. So dig in, take a firm stand and resolve that you are going to be faithful. Make a decision. Dig in, take a stand, and make a decision. You know what? I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful to God. I'm going to be faithful to the word of God. I'm going to be faithful to do what God says to do. No matter what happens around me. No matter, you know, how many people come against you. Well, you know, uh this says this and psychology says this and whatever says this. It doesn't matter if it's apart from God's word. It's not right. And God has given us a calling, each one of us, right, to stand firm, to stay at our post, to preach the word, to speak the word and not back off from it. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's you to stand this morning. You know, um, so many times in our lives that we see things, we come against things and like I said, we know the consequences. And we need to learn to stand strong. We need to be able to go forward in, in God and in Christ no matter what the circumstances will be, what the consequences will be. Or what the consequences could be. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for the truth. Lord, I just pray that the words that I have spoken, Lord, are the words that you, would have, you wanted me to speak, and Lord, that they will do what your word does, and they will touch lives and change lives, challenge, and make us stronger. Lord, Jesus, I thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. I pray that you would lead God and direct us and we would listen to your voice. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to do one thing. I want to pray for a couple of people and I'd like for somebody to come in and stand for each one of them. Um, Ray, would you come and stand for Pat? I just really feel like I don't want to pray for her this morning. Not that I don't pray for her, but I just feel like special. I want Peggy to come stand in for our daughter. Um, somebody come in and stand in. Miss Debbie, you here, so you come here. For you and for your daughter. And I want to pray, Miss Daphne, would you come up? I want to pray for you too. Because Miss Daphne is getting ready to, for the nest, somebody to fly out of the nest, and I'm sure that's not easy. But you know what? God knows every situation. And I was thinking about Pat this week twice. I said, Lord, just touch her. Lord, just heal her. Lord, just give her strength. And you too. You know, Ray's a strong man in all kinds of ways. Physically and spiritually and mentally and all he has to deal with. And he stands strong. And that, he's a testimony. And um, so I'm going to pray for Pat and just for her healing.
and just that she grabs hold of that. And I've seen Pat, you know, come a long ways and then the enemy goes, but you know what? He can't win. He can't win. And when we lift up, man, most of you know, oh, man, you know, she had COVID. She's in the hospital. She, Peggy and I went, she is improving, thank God. And um, we're, we're lifting up just specifically for her to continue to improve. According to the nurse we talked to yesterday, they're, they're um, uh, confident in, in her improvement that she's having and that she has no lasting effects from it. Amen. And De Miss Debbie, with your situation, with your nosebleeds, we thank you that the doctors got wisdom and they continue to do that. And, and Daphne, that you just, God can just give you peace where you need peace and strength where you need strength. You know what? Matthew's going to be all right. Matthew's got a good heart. He's got the word in him. He's got y'all in him, teaching him. So, you know, James, come up here too. I didn't want me to leave you out, but you're part of it. <laughs> so, Everybody stretch your hands out. Let's, Father, we lift up Pat to you. We thank you that Ray is standing in for her, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you begin to strengthen her in, in her body, Father God, in her spirit. And Lord, in everything that she has to go through, Lord Jesus, just lift her up, Father God. Begin to just flood her with your love, flood her with your peace, and flood her with your joy and your understanding, Lord. And Father God, that she would stand strong and she would stay at her post, Father God. Hallelujah. And Ray too, Father God, just continue to give him strength and wisdom. Lord, I just pray for his shoulder that, that it just, the, the recovery is quicker than it could have been. Quicker than he had thought, Lord. And continue to do that. Lord, I lift up Mandy to you. I thank you, Lord, for touching her body and healing her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, she loves you. She knows you. And she puts her trust in you. So I pray for her and for Lewis and the girls that you just give them strength and understanding and wisdom, Father. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. I lift up Miss Debbie to you. I thank you, Lord, that you are healing her body. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that she knows and that, that she is getting and improving and getting better. In Jesus' name. Lord, we lift Nicole up to you. And Lord, just touch her. Just touch her in her heart, in her spirit, in her mind, with her and her children, Lord. That, 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 that Lord, that you be able to witness to them through this whole situation, Father God. We thank you for that. Lord, I lift up James and Daphne to you. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, for their, their, their just sticking to it, Lord, to put the right things into their children, Father God. And Lord, we just lift Matthew up to you. And Lord, as he goes out, Lord Jesus, that you give him strength. And Lord, that he'll remember everything he's heard about you and everything he listened and everything that Daphne and James has taught. And Father, I just thank you for that. I praise you for that. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that, that you give peace to James and Daphne, Lord, and, and that they will have much understanding. And Lord, that, that, that Matthew will go forth and be what you've called him to do and called him to be. And we thank you for that and we praise you. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your joy. Lord, I also lift up um, Nicaragua to you and I lift up Brian Hudson and all those, Lord, down there that are working and that are doing. And, and Lord, just bless them. Give us wisdom and strength and guidance in what we're to do, Lord Jesus, and how we're to do it, Father. And we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Praise the Lord.